Welcome y bienvenidos to Presently Aquí with Claudia, an insightful mindfulness podcast to help you discover ways to control your thoughts, emotions, fears, and essentially mastering self-love. Hi everyone, uh, today I will be hosting my sister Key. So happy to have you today. <laughs> I am just beside myself because I was looking forward to this out of all the conversations I'll probably have. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to let everyone that uh, let everyone know that you're a mindfulness educator, a self-care and community care enthusiast, a content creator. Yes, you are. And <laughs> A lupus fighter girl you are like a, a superwoman i swear like i <laughs> you are you you inspire me you always inspire me i'm always like i feel like a stalker sometimes like i know i like <laughs> every post and i've commented on every story no i appreciate it i really do i do <laughs> i do i know that's how i can do it and i feel weird like i don't think she no no it's all love you know that um <laughs> and it's also special you're special to me because not only energetically in your presence and how beautiful you are but to have someone else in the same exact space right we both teach my yeah. and, and to have someone to converse about this important topic right it's just um just a, a dream and a, a gift to have you in my life so thank you oh you're thank so you sweet <laughs> it's my this, pleasure <laughs> this is how you make me feel girl this is how you make me but um, usually I start with some icebreakers and they're um, a little funny, but uh, okay. I wanted to know what is your favorite midnight snack? Oh, that is a good question. I try my best not to eat at midnight, but <laughs> let's see. What do I like? I mean, I love fruit, so you might see me nibbling on that. But I also like, you know, there are certain chips that I just yeah. Mm, I just enjoy them. <laughs> but when I was younger, something I really loved was pecan swirls. They're like these little like packaged um, little like, I don't even know. They're like little desserts, but they're very tasty. So if they if there are any around, I'm probably going to want that. <laughs> or those little like child sized applesauces. <laughs> Okay, I can, I I can see that. I, I can see that. I mean, I love apple juice. The ones apple. you squeeze, those right there, I love. Yeah. Those. <laughs> I like love a, it. Like a five-year-old, I really enjoy them. Yeah, I mean, I am not gonna judge you because when I go to Starbucks, I get an apple juice box. I don't get coffee. Oh wow, that's so cute. <laughs> I'm always like juice and it's never, you know, it's always these fizzies or whatever they have. Right. And I'm like, I want juice juice. So I'll buy the box and I don't care. I'll just be that is... <laughs> That's adorable. Um, next one. Uh, what is your astrology sign? So, um, <laughs> hmm, I am a, a Aries rising. Ooh. So, um, yeah, that's, yeah, for my birthday, that's that. It's funny, though, because I'm like kind of like a cusp, though, because um, for the longest, there was a point sometime where they changed the dates like by a couple of days. And so it pushed me into being an Aries. But for the longest, I thought I was a Pisces. And so, you know, there are some fiery parts of me, of course, but I'm overwhelmingly more like 
<laughs> sensual, emotional, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, but definitely the Aries is there. One of my friends is really, really deep into astrology. And she's always telling me, oh, girl, it's in there. I, I see her. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Um, but, yeah, so that's I, my sign. I can definitely see the Pisces side. And um, I think any any independent strong woman has a fiery side. To be honest, yes. you know, it's just part of who we are and how we have to make ourselves present and known, mm-hmm. right? So it has to be there in order for us to do that. Um, so if Aries are not, it's there, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely in there. <laughs> uh, and last one, what is your favorite vacation spot? Wow. Um, it's funny because I don't take a lot of like traveling vacations. My first vacation was maybe my second or third year teaching full time. And I was just like, I need to take a break. And so one of my cousins um, went with me to Miami for a couple of days. Cause I, you know, when I was in college, I was volunteering and all the time where people were going on spring break stuff, I would be working or volunteering. So I was like, you know what? I deserve this. So I went, we went for a couple of days and it was nice. But my, when I took a real vacation as an adult adult, was when I really chose to leave the country and go to Puerto Rico for a week. I love Puerto Rico. It was so beautiful. And I would, I I honestly would want a house there. Like that's gorgeous. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I I would want to be a part of the culture and the Mm -hmm. community. I don't want to be in like the resorty area. Mm -hmm. I want to be in the city with the people. Yeah. It's such a beautiful city, right? It's just, Wow, mm-hmm. I've been twice, and I went twice because I fell in love with it the first time. And what I can't believe you went. It's just right. Every the so people, beautiful. the food, the, the place, just everything. It was so nice. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun, and it was, and it was so necessary. It was at a pivotal point in my life, and yes. I needed it, and it was yes. so so nice. And I went with one of my closest friends, mm-hmm. who um. She, you know, she was a, she's a single mom. And so she was just ready. We were like, let's go. <laughs> I love it. Um, maybe it could be like a future Puerto Rico trip for us. We can go. We could definitely do that. And I mean, like meditate on the beach. Like that would be just like, uh, and at that time I wasn't, I was, you know, into mindfulness and practicing for myself, but I was not sharing the gift of coaching with anybody or teaching mm-hmm. it with anybody, um, with right. mindfulness. So it's such a blessing to be able to, to do that now yeah 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 absolutely oh my god that's wonderful wow all right um so let's get right into it i wanted to know and for everyone because i know you and we've had so many chats but um because it's a new platform and we have some new listeners um what was your path like to self-discovery before you did all of this coaching yeah Um, so I would say, you know, I have a very firm and great foundation with my family. Um, I grew up in the South and, um, life was a lot slower there. So it was, I think it was easier to get in touch with myself in that way. I've always been a very emotional person, very in tune with my emotions, even as a little, little, little kid. And I've always been kind of old spirited, you know, like wise, you know, they used to tell me you're wise beyond your years. And I would just be like, no, I'm just being me. I don't really know what y'all talking about. But um, so as far as my self discovery journey, a lot of it was anchored in my mom's uh, encouragement. Mm 
Mm. Um, and her the her ability to see the good in me very early on and her ability to just let me be who I was even as a small child like I was the child that was always dressing up in all these little outfits and running around the house making make like playing make believe mm. you know mm -hmm. and that's the beginning of manifestation when you're pretending sure. you know sure. Um, sure. and so even as a kid I was like already doing that <laughs> so it was really really cool but um moving forward like I've always wanted to be a teacher teaching children has been was one of the things I knew would be my life's work I felt like it was my purpose but I never knew that educating people period was going to end up being what it turned into right so I have a specialty of working with children but I also just really love working with people of color and just like helping them process all the things that are happening in the world so yeah, I was teaching and I was like, oh, you know, I love this. But also I'm noticing some things and I wanted I was so focused on, you know, I taught the academics great. You know, I did that well, but I cared more about the way the type of people my my students were. Right. And I noticed that I started to spend a lot of time on helping them solve problems right. and helping them to not just get along with each other, but to respect and love each other. Right. And then also really just trying to make my school a better place. Mm -hmm. And when I noticed, when I noticed that there was more work to be done and I couldn't do it under the confines of the system that I was in, that is when I made the transition. And so um, as far as self-discovery for me, it's like, you know, a lot of it came through, you know, grieving, different mm -hmm. losses, trying to understand my purpose in new ways and really allowing God to like reveal to me what was next. Like, Hey, you know, <laughs> yes, you wanted to teach all your life. That's all you've wanted to do. But guess what? There's another way to teach. It's not just this one way you did this. This was good preparation for the next step of your life. And so, um, that time I spent teaching full time actually really, really formed the type of mindfulness and self care educator that I am now. And so, and then even in that, my self-discovery is just me choosing to be myself, even in the face of people being opposed to that. Like me choosing to to step out of a position, me choosing to move to this place, me choosing to do what is absolutely best for me at every point of my journey while also keeping the people I love in mind. Yeah, yeah. No, that's powerful and beautiful. And you kind of answered my second question, you know, what was your pivotal moment, you know, when you went to the school, yeah. like, uh, which, you know, I've taught kids yoga, so I definitely understand, um, and talking to teachers, right, and just the system is not helping us in the ways that we need them. Right. right? And I'm really proud of you for doing that and stepping up and saying, hey, no, actually. Yeah. Well, and then I think that the... the the thing it's it's funny because my mom always laughs because she she said like you would never like you weren't gonna leave mm -hmm. I said no I wasn't I was not gonna leave my school because I thought and I had in my mind that I was going to teach I was gonna be one of those teachers that was teaching at the same school for all these years mm -hmm. and I was gonna be a pillar in the community like I was trying yeah, to yeah. stay I was not trying to leave but um after like at the beginning of my third full-time year of teaching, my um, older brother passed. And he passed the third day of school. And I was treated so poorly while I was gone and when I came back. And um, that was the, the point where I, 
I really, really knew it was time for me to exit the building that I was in. And so I often tell people that my my journey to mindfulness was born out of grief and me trying to process the world while also seeing that. So me noticing that how I was treated and thinking about I don't want anybody else in this world to be treated the way I was. And mindfulness is the way we get released from not acknowledging people's emotions and really not trying to care and have compassion for others Um, while also having compassion for ourselves. Right. I'm a recovering people pleaser. So me leaving a job, you know, I stayed for the rest of the year, of course, because I would never leave my students. But me choosing to leave a job because I felt underappreciated and disrespected in the school system is a big deal for me. So that was the real, real deal, pivotal moment where I was like, oh, no, you don't value that I'm crumbling right now. Like I am in the middle of the worst thing that's ever happened to me and my family. And you can't respect that that's crazy to me so I taught I told my students I said I make I made the decision to you know they didn't know like of course I didn't tell them until the end they were asking you coming back next year and I told them no I'm not because I want to make sure that I'm in line with my purpose at all time and I said that's my prayer and hope for you too I said when you get older I really want you to do what is best for you no matter what other people are saying yeah 100 percent um, well, my deepest sympathy to you and your family. Thank you. Because uh, that's not easy. Um, and sadly, you know, you're not the first and you're not the last. I've had the same situation. And sadly, in, in businesses, companies, right, even though the education system, we see it as a separate from a company, but it's a company, right? And mm-hmm. sadly, they don't value their employees. Um, and especially... And, and it's sad, right, in the sense of, like, you are responsible for 30 kids. Mm-hmm. And so so your emotional and overall well-being should be their priority because that's what you have to display to these children and be on point for. But that's not even a part of the system to be – it just makes no sense, right? They don't see as a teacher, as an energy worker, right, giving all this energy mm-hmm. to 30 beings yes. all day, every day, for five days a week, eight hours a day. And how are you filling up your cup? How are you keeping mm-hmm. sane? How are you happy? How are you, you know, how can we help? There's none of that. And it's so, so heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but because of what you did, you know, you're creating a new pathway, right? You're creating mm-hmm. uh, a new sense of education, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and it's, Mindfulness, even though it's been around for thousands of years and, and here in this country, it's been around since the 60s, 70s, it's still a slow growth. Yeah, this, right. it is, especially in communities of color because, you know, all the good things are, are held close to the chest mm. of, you know, of white people and that's just the truth like right. we we have to like almost yank the stuff the good things away right. from right. you know what they call the majority which is not true because they're becoming the minority as well but right. like and i and it's it's a system thing it's a, a mm. systematic mm. issue not necessarily right. a person by person issue right. so i'm just glad to be able to share this right now i'm i'm actually spending a lot of time with little black children telling mm. them about mindfulness and it's like it's like pulling teeth but i'm enjoying the process of just giving as much as i can give yeah. and planting the seed you know yeah. yeah and that's so important for them like i wish i wish the education system saw how important mindfulness is 
Yeah, just, it's just, they're slowly, slowly but surely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gonna get somewhere, you know. <laughs> we, get, we get somewhere. I mean, that's what you know, cre- creating these new paths, um, being the trailblazer and yes, making that happen and making that stand. So, girl, you're a part of history already, honestly, in my eyes. Um, <laughs> because that's just it. Just takes one person to really just be like, no, this is what needs to happen. And when it yeah. comes to well being, it's really well received by the people who need it right the people that are like oh wait why did she leave oh oh well that kind of makes sense you know so it's not about the system we can't change that but we can change everyone else that's a part of it right and and hopefully lead by example um which you're beautifully doing um yeah it's it's really sad to hear and the children how they reciprocate so well right so obviously the ones that have a hard time are having a hard time in their life right it's not about you it's not personal Um, yeah and that's the number one thing like they are children they're receiving these messages from all over the world and society they're on tiktok they're doing all these Mm. things and it though a lot of those things are in direct conflict with what i'm telling them like i'm asking them to slow down and pay attention to the present moment the things around them are trying to grab their attention. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm asking them to, you know, think before you speak. The, the things around them are saying, you could pop off at people and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. it. It's hard to do that. And and also, I meet them where they are culturally. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I'm, I, you know, the kids I'm working with right now, I'm like, I'm black too. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily taught this as a kid. And it wasn't because, oh, you know, black people don't care about that. It's because... This was not, we were not exposed to it. We did not get the experience with it. That's the opportunity gap that people right. talk about, right. the experience gap. Mm-hmm. And so, right. um, but yeah, you, like you said, one step at a time, one, one at moment a time. at a time. Even while I was doing history and I, I released my uh, beginning, what is mindfulness and looking at the history of mindfulness, mm-hmm. it predominantly, obviously, you know, the, the, the Western pioneers of mindfulness in this country are white. Yeah. And they continue to be so, um, besides, you know, the Tibetan and the Asian yeah. and the Indian, um, where it re- it came from, right? That's Exactly, yeah. You know, at the same time, yes, you know, even the, the classes I've taken and in mindfulness is predominantly in the white community, taught by the white community. But, um, you know, a lot of these things that are being held to the chest by the white community, a lot of these people also not holding it in the sense like I don't think mindfulness is like this is ours <laughs> I just feel right. like because they had the privilege to go and and study across right. the, the world and bring it here that's awesome um but none of us knew about it right no one mm-hmm. already was like mindfulness yeah I mean people don't realize I, I feel like a lot of people have practiced some form of mindfulness. They just don't know it. Right. And it's the awareness of you practicing that mm. makes it impactful, not necessarily the practice itself. It's you being aware of it. Right. Like, you know, if you are being more thoughtful with the way you speak and you don't realize that you are being more mindful by that, then, right. you know, that that is the space where I want to fill in the gaps as far as that. Um, and, and to also make it less... Um, 
to make it more uh, practical, to help people understand that you that it's super easy to mm-hmm. to slowly integrate it into your daily life. Right. The consistency is the part that gets hard, but the actual introduction of it right. into the you know little by little is not as hard as it may seem. Right. Especially when you can get like practical, simple. Mm-hmm. Let's start with a minute here, thirty seconds there, instead of trying to hit yourself with an hour meditation. Right. You know, I can't do that still. <laughs> I mean, it's just, and it's not even, excuse me, <coughs> it's not even that it's impossible, it's just new. Right, right. no, I mean, also, when I talk about mindfulness, you know, I, I tell people that we're not trying to be monks here or attain, <laughs> you know. No, because I'm Christian, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm right. I'm a practicing Christian, so it's not even that. Like I'm, this is right, not a religion, right? You know? Right, right. And this is a way of life that can support you in in being more intentional about how right. you care for yourself right. and others. Right, and and you know, doing the history research, that's why I'm grateful. Right? Yes, it wasn't. It we we are those pioneers for our community, right? And mm-hmm. and the people that brought it here, I'm thankful for the. It's mostly men that. Uh, I got Dr. John, I just, I just saw John Kabat-Zinn. Yes, him. Like mm-hmm. he, he modernizes so we can use yeah. it in our everyday. And I'm so grateful for that. Yes, mindfulness is a bigger spectrum, but, you know, having to acquire to what what is society in the United States and, and putting that together, and that was truly wonderful and, and amazing for us to take from, right? And, and now have, um, be leaders in our own, um, and I think that's why we're here, right? Yes, no one taught us this beforehand, but now we are doing this for our community, mm-hmm. right? And we're 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 also showing our community that we can fill these spaces, right? Right? And and mm-hmm. and also making sense. I feel like mindfulness, like you said, filling the gaps. Mindfulness definitely will fill in the gaps of things that didn't make sense when you were growing up, parts mm-hmm. of yourself, right? Kind of like just. Oh, I did. I was doing certain things, and I'm like, oh, this is why. And um, which is the beauty of of mindfulness that kind of brings the parts of you in a whole, kind of understanding it for yourself, right? Um, yeah. So, what is the process like? What is like? I know you teach children. Do you also teach adults? Do you have workshops. What other yeah. things do you offer uh, the community? I get so excited to share this. But yes, so <laughs> um, I teach, uh, I always make jokes about how I'll teach age three to 103. But mm-hmm. I do work with both kids and adults. Um, I primarily work with um, black students and mm-hmm. black women and teachers. That's usually the three groups of people that I attract the most. And also I feel that I have the strongest um, impact with so far in my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I offer lots of things. I, <laughs> I am very huge on affirmations. So I form and I help people flip their negative thoughts into affirmations that can work for them in their daily lives in order to just help them to stay encouraged and to move forward. I offer workshops, mindfulness and self-care workshops, um, that focus on a lot of different things, um, whether it be forgiveness whether it um, is um, the thief of comparison, whether it be um, 
love and life and just in general, all the things that we kind of deal with. So a lot of self-care workshops around that journaling, really helping people hone in on the, the their ability to use writing to um, manifest, to to transform their life, really, honestly, um, and to and to reflect and to honor the process. And so a lot of my workshops are um, have been with um students recently but prior to the most recent ones I did a really really cool one that I curated myself um I wasn't hired for it I just put it out there and people came which was great um virtually because you know the pandemic was crazy yeah (laughs) it has been crazy um but it's called pack light and it's um it's a space where women of color can come together to have those have those really hard conversations about how do we pack life through this thing called life. And so I give you practical tips and we actually work through it in the session. So we take some time to, to do specific activities that will yield themselves to long-term support and you letting go and releasing some of the things that weigh you down. And so um, part two of that should be coming up <laughs> soon ish um, <laughs> because I'm like trying to think about what's the timeline for right, that because right. I kind of if it if it's a little bit safer by the time I actually have everything together I would love to do it in person so yeah. we'll see um, yeah right? I know right <laughs> um, but yes I do a wide range of things but my I primarily really focus a lot of my energy um, workshops and I also have a Patreon where I provide guided guided and live meditations and other self-care guides mm-hmm. just in case you can't make it to a workshop you yeah, know yeah, yeah I love it I mean sadly everyone that's listening or even watching like online is great and we get to access everyone around the world and in this country but I feel because I have such a kin to you that you're depriving people of this of your presence, right? Like, oh, I have <laughs> yes. no idea what it's like to be yes. in your presence, right? So, um, they will, they will, they will. Um, and, and I, and for me, I just, there's so many things about you that's inspiring, you know, just being young and being oh. in this mindset, it just, it gives me hope for the future. Um, just because I, I, you know, mindfulness, usually a lot of us are aware at an older age, um, yeah. because of life, right? Life experiences. Um, but, you know, the way that you, you shared with us how, you know, your path to self-discovery and how you were able mm-hmm. to pivot and all that. Um, well, definitely, it's all working in 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 favor of what you're doing because you are being yeah. a true to yourself um, and delivering a message that is desperately needed. So the blessings for your life from, from, from the beginning on will continue um i don't see how the universe wants them to be there <laughs> i will definitely be up there and be like okay we need yes. um, but you know I, I, there's something about you know mindfulness that really truly helps us and i love that you brought up grieving uh because mindfulness is not a way for us to a sustain happiness it's, a, right. it's impossible and also to avoid obstacles, to avoid people right. that we love to pass away, to avoid heartache. It's not. It's just tools, right, to help yeah. us navigate those hardships. Yeah, and it increases our ability to hold all the things that we have to hold, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and realizing that two things can be true, right? I can be right. grieving and I can also still pursue my purpose. Like, my right, my grief is still 
uh, sitting on the couch over there. As a matter of fact, you know, my, right. my brother, the anniversary of my brother's right. passing is coming up and right. because I'm, I have been practicing mindfulness. I'm already thinking about, okay. The, so as the day approaches, how do I need to care for myself mm-hmm. as the day approaches? Do I need support mm-hmm. or care from others? What does that look like? Right. And really just not being, you know, moving, just really leaning into non-judgment, like mm-hmm. don't judge yourself um, for whatever part of the journey that you're on some days you might feel like you're further along other days you may not it's that is a testament to how mindfulness is that is a testament to healing itself like you won't always look like you want it to look right right no that's so important for everyone to understand um this is just the biggest and most underrated tool that we have built Mm -hmm. within ourselves that we have no education on and it's insane Right, it's just the most insane mm-hmm. thing to come aware, and you're like, "What? No." Yeah. So I think you know the pandemic really brought this home for a lot of people, and I, I, you know, as as much as negativity there is because of the pandemic and all its negative effects, but there's so much that came out of it, right? Such as people now being accepting to listening to us having this conversation about mm-hmm. mindfulness, right? People of color are talking about mindfulness. Say what? You know, it's like, and, and having the, the space to do it because people are realizing like, oh, my mental health, it was never taken care of or it's deteriorating mm-hmm. or uh, what is mental health, right? <laughs> what is mental health? What is Seriously, that? though. I have to take care of my mind? That's a thing? I'm sure right. there, you know... <laughs> That, that that's how distracted we are is what I'm saying. That's mm-hmm. how distracted they have us that you have no idea until it hits you. It's like a ton of bricks until we all stayed home. Right. And everyone was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think that it's, you know, I would never wish the pandemic on us <clears throat> ever, 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 ever. <laughs> but I also, um, have been able to find some, some peace somewhere in this, you know, mm-hmm. Um, it had a crazy impact on my life. I will say that. Um, (laughs) and I'm always praying and hoping that, um, there will be a new normal that we can find together, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I hope mindfulness will be a part of that new normal. That's my prayer. I I don't pray, but that's going to be my only prayer from here. (laughs) Whatever the new normal is, let there be mindfulness no matter what. Yeah, for real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so, so important. And, you know, sharing the journey with the people that I've met. And if I had not started this, I wouldn't have never met you. I cannot imagine I that. I really can't. I know. <laughs> I really can't. Like, I just, okay, don't cry, you know. Um, but seriously, mm. everyone, you know, even the panel we had in February was just. Yeah. I still talk yeah. about it. Like, it's just, and when people are like, oh, which one do you share? I'm like, my favorite on february one yes you know adriana and caleb i mean they're just blessings definitely blessings definitely blessings and it's just that right to me, I feel like why it stands out, not because all of you are just truly amazing it was just a confirmation of when you are in alignment with yourself Mm. and and the things that you are here to do the universe will definitely provide yes. the things that you need. And for me, it was these people, all of you. Yeah. To share yeah. this, the most important message that should be talked about since the beginning mm. of time, mindfulness, 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 right? 
um, but just grateful that we can deliver that message, right? That we yes. are able to speak on it. Um, I wanted you to, if you have any practical uses of mindfulness that people can start using right now, like today, what is something that you would mm. share uh, for someone like, okay, how can I start besides meditation? Because I know meditation can be off-putting to some people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, sim- the, a really simple one that I do with kids is the the hand, like high-five breathing. So basically you just trace your fingers and as you go up, you take a deep breath in. As you go down a finger, you breathe out. And, and you do it across your whole hand. That is like a super simple. Like and it, it sounds childish, but I'm telling you, it is great. Um, yeah. There's four, seven, eight breathing. So you breathe in for four, you hold for seven, and you let it out for eight. That's a way for you to really pay attention to the types of breath that you are taking. Um, establish a very clear, consistent morning routine. Um, one that includes at least two things that you do mindfully, whether it be when you're brushing your teeth, that you just stop and try to notice every moment of that mindfully eating, right? Just taking the moment to really savor your food. Cause I'm telling you right now, you probably eat less. If you really just pay attention to your, the flavor of your food and the process of, of eating it, you know, and, and eat something you like. Don't yeah. like, I listen, I know that when you, if you've ever taken a mindfulness course, they probably tell you to get a raisin or a grape. Right, right. I, I, I get that. And that's great and everything, right. but get something you like, right? You don't have to, the, the, you know, mindfulness, the way it's taught in the Western world is a starting point. Right. It is not the way you have to practice right. it. The, um, what your focus is really about being present choosing intentionally to be present and so that those are some things that I would suggest those are super simple things that you can do and also Um, with the mindful eating thinking about where did your food come from yes and and choosing your food a little bit more carefully I actually just posted something on Instagram where I was at um the grocery store and I and I took a little quick video of that and I was like in the comments I was just like yeah, I'm leaning into a plant, more plant-based lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not vegan. I'm not right. plant-based. Right. Just means you include more fruits mm-hmm. and veggies in your everyday cooking and eating, right. which I'm trying to do because I want to. You have to do what what really works for you. You don't go, you know, jump into the deep end right. of all of these holistic health things mm-hmm. because you will, you will, your body will react negatively right. because you're undoing a bunch of stuff that you've done for 20 right. years you know right, right, right. <laughs> so I've been eating meat my whole life I'm not finna just jump off right. the deep end and right. to not eat meat but I can start with what I can do and I think that is what I would say and then also there are just so many resources mm. um I offer a lot of resources around mindfulness every single day like I yeah. try to give it I have a um a community text message line that I have set up so I text people out messages to remind them to check in with themselves and do all these different things that will be helpful to you there's YouTube there's like I said Patreon that I have a Patreon for that just so many things that you can use to help you kind of get centered and to be reminded that the most important thing is making sure that you are taking care of your body and yeah. your mind and I your love, spirit I love your story that you have every day where you, you have two choices to take or leave what do you need today and i truly mm. i truly appreciate those posts 
because it makes me even think like, oh, yeah, what do I need today? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you need? Like, and sometimes we can't answer it. And that is when we can realize that we're not as self-aware as we thought we were. Because right. I have days where I type those messages down. I'm like, man, <laughs> what do I need? <laughs> like, right. and that's okay. Like, I'm right. in the middle of my journey as I'm supporting mm-hmm. everybody else. But that's what makes it so impactful and yeah. authentic yeah. is that I have struggled with these things, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets better. I can say that for a fact. It yes. gets better. Yes. I, I, I have to agree. Like, mindfulness will make <laughs> everything better in the sense that you have better control over your emotions, your thoughts. And whenever situation arises, negative or not, you know where to go, how to navigate yourself in the situation mm-hmm. where, you know, for, for, for me, my priority is peace. My, my inner peace is if, if something is going to come in and it's not going to provide me that I'm not going to have, I'm not going to make space for it in my life. Right. I would yeah. prefer something that is going to create peace if if it's the say family members right because they're there you know there are triggers <laughs> and they're always like there's always something and you know in those triggers i like to just tell people just what is it what is the trigger there is and it what's is the it, root what's the root of what's that the root? right right how can you also respond to it differently where you're not triggering back right we're not attacking each other right with siblings you just do the whole dance oh yes said, mm-hmm. right because that also can deep uh, uh can group make a deeper groove in the path of your relationship yeah deep in the wound yeah because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so there's that, some things you just can't take back once you say it so uh-huh. yeah I, I, and that's where mindfully speaking comes in i took a course on that and i thought that was i can't wait to teach that from the lens of being a black woman and mm-hmm. what that looks like right, so i can't right. listen i have so many things i want to share and it's just like I'm always trying to decide what's the best way to share them and in, in what timing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you're doing fantastic. And nice. You are so sweet. I really you're appreciate just- I, Like, the feeling is mutual. Please know that. I'm just excited for all you're doing and all you're about to do. And you choosing to, to in many ways, bet on yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, thank you. Thank you. I mean, you know, it's a mirror, but it's just, yeah. still beautiful to see right to look at the other side and be like oh, okay you know yes <laughs> and i guess you know it, and it's and also for me i don't know about you but the more i got into mindfulness the more emotionally i got but in a good way like yeah the gratitude makes me cry and mm, being appreciated mm-hmm. makes me cry and and that's great i would rather cry from happiness than from yeah. that right it's so beautiful to be able to cry. I let that stuff out. <laughs> you yeah. should see me in here on this couch when I'm like something on, I watch something on TV right. or lyrics of a song mm. or a video on mm-hmm. Instagram or TikTok. I just, you know, I let those tears out because there's a reason. I might not even be crying about that. I don't know. You know, right. you never know. But right. 100%. giving myself the opportunity to release that is great. It's a great detox. It is a great detox. And mm. I love that you said that because that's what it is. And we don't see it as that. We we all have what crying is. You know, if you're a guy, you're, oh, only girls cry. And it's mm-hmm. like we're humans and we're not all in the same body. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's important to cry and just no matter what. I, I And, you know, with griefing, I, you know, I've, I've I, I think grieving never stops. But I've been there. I've lost someone special. And 
you know, when that moment comes, just let it happen. Just let it be. Like, I love yeah. when, when that comes. I'm just like, and no judgment. And just like, okay, when you're you're done, you know, also what I love about the body is that when, when a, a, such a moment happens right then and there, your body cannot cry forever, right? Right, which is, right. Which is, I, I love that. Because imagine if we could, girl, <laughs> I let let me tell you would, because if there be was <laughs> if there was a way to cry forever when my brother passed, I probably would have done it. Right? I would have just allowed it to happen for the rest of well, my nat my natural well, born black life because well, it's so hard. Yeah. All of this is, and I think that is the reason why this is a good place of like rest. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. mindfulness gives me a little bit of like rest because it's a pause, you know. I, mm -hmm. And even when I'm not in alignment with the practice in the way that I want to be yeah. because I have because I have been practicing I can now say to myself oh I'm noticing that you are rushing through your morning mm -hmm. and I'm like you know having this internal conversation like hey hey sis why are you rushing through your morning what's what's the rush and what's going on with you that you feel like you need to rush yeah. oh okay you have this you're teaching okay now you're teaching a new new position okay okay so are you feeling some anxiety about that mm -hmm. is that causing you to rush mm -hmm. you do know if you rush you won't be your best right. so this is me talking to myself and i right. think mindfulness is the reason that i'm able right. to do that and then it's funny because my conversations about or my my process to mindfulness actually came through the lens of self-care. Mm -hmm. So this kind of mainstream, it wasn't mainstream when I first started right. really intentionally practicing self-care, right. but through self-care, I actually found mindfulness. Right. And I want to actually, because it's under them. Actually, I wanted to pivot and say, so I'm thankful that you brought that up in your self-care and your self-love um, way you teach it. Um, what are how did you make that connection right how did you see that those are linked together self-care and self-love and, and mindfulness and how you were able to apply it and teach everyone which you again i mean i'm not going to stop praising you but you, you do it so well um but i wanted to get a sense of you know how did you tie that in and um how are people how can people view that part of themselves yeah i think um I, I would say with with much of what we think about self-love and self-care is what what it is, but there's so much more to it, right? Mm -hmm. So self-care even includes the things that we have to do that we don't want to do. Mm -hmm. And it includes holding ourselves accountable, it includes all these other things. And so I Un and honestly, all of these things fall under the umbrella of mindfulness because if you really think about it, all these things stem from you being more more aware, being present, paying attention. And so when I talk about self-care and self-love, I talk about it realistically, number one, that they're going to be, even if you love yourself, there's going to be feelings of every now and then you're going to have feelings of jealousy. You may have, you still may have feelings of um desiring a romantic partner i talk about that a lot because yeah. i think because i think it's really important that people understand that you can love yourself and you can love yourself and like it's not a oh you don't love yourself if you've been jealous of a friend right. you don't love yourself if you desire a romantic partner right. and you don't have one right now yeah. and that's something that aches you because yeah. you really want that right 
that is these there's so much about our human experience that we don't allow ourselves to tap into because of society standards around how we tap into emotions right. what emotion means this and means that right. mindfulness really allows us to tune into our bodies so that we can understand some of these emotions that we're having because many times we feel we feel things in our bodies before the emotions even come to the surface of our minds 100%. and so as we're thinking about self-love and self-care mm-hmm. to, to kind of bring it back you you show yourself love when you care for yourself that is your expression of love and the the question is how you know that's where the individual routine comes in and you can use tools like mindfulness to cater to yourself a little bit better Mm -hmm. and then in turn your community benefits when you're better your community benefits and that's the way I approach it is that self-care is community care when done in a way that benefits both you and the community. Mm-hmm. And um, you talked about filling your cup a little bit earlier. And I'm, I'm looking at this mason jar sitting on my counter and I'm like, you want to be an overflow. Right. It's not about, it's not about just filling, you know, the cup up. It's about getting it all the way to the brim and then keep on going until you're in overflow. And guess what? Now your community is getting all this extra love right. and getting all this extra care. And now you're, you're you're working on social justice and now you're doing all these things because you tried to you did your best to fill up your cup so you can be a you can work towards collective effort to free people you know to really help people free them actually no help people free themselves right um from this this craziness and this heaviness of life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the over the the i feel like the and i talk about cups i feel like the cup of anxiety is always overpouring. Ooh, yes. Because of society <laughs> and all the all the standards and all the pressure and all that. And it doesn't need to be there. But the mindfulness and you're doing the self-care and the self-love, you won't allow for that overflow of anxiety to go into your cup because you're overflowing with this yeah. your essence, right? Your Enjoy and vibrating high and really just changing the frequency when you walk into spaces. I've been reading this book, um, Vibrate Higher by Layla Delia, mm-hmm. and she talks about how important it is to, to to maintain your vibration, even in the midst of low vibrational energy. Mm-hmm. And that that's, it sounds real deep and woo woo, but the reality is this, you mean, it means to maintain who you are in every right. space, right. maintain good vibes maintain joy maintain like your spirituality however you move into spaces maintaining it even when the world is like that's it's like you know it's an earthquake right Mm. but you're standing firm Mm. and you're not moving with the earthquake you just right and so as the world quakes around you really finding your ground and saying you know what all will be well regardless of what happens Mm -hmm. Yep, 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 and it will be so. Um, that's beautiful and powerful. Um, something I, I, I wanted to share with you that I realized the other day, I was very, very, very high. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> I love I love me my weed. Oh, I love my cannabis. That delay reaction I just had. I, know, I laughed, and then I was like, oh, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love my cannabis. I'm a cannabis enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but I, I realized something about mindfulness. Even more, mm-hmm. I love getting in deep and when the universe shows me something, I'm like, if, if we all understood that our mortality depends on our kindness, mm-hmm. then we would do it more. 
right? Because mm. mm-hmm. if you think about a person who's grew up, I think most of us all grew up in a broken home or, you know, not a great childhood and not able to make sense of what happened and those feelings and the trauma and just keep swirling down that road and always being negative as an adult and rude. And, you know, let's say by you arguing with someone and that could lead to your death. I'm not trying to say that you, you're killing yourself, but you mm-hmm. are kind of killing your soul in mm. the sense, right? And if you could treat yourself and others with more of that mindful kindness, then, you know, the I feel like you're not leading yourself into a dark corner right mm-hmm, that's what, mm-hmm. what i'm trying to say and if i feel like if people understood that in a deeper sense of what i'm trying to say that it would be more so applied in your everyday and you would think twice mm-hmm. like when you're you have uh what is that uh when you're when you're driving and you have um what is that same i don't drive as you can tell <laughs> <laughs> um when you're car crazy like you get all emotional oh road rage thank you road rage yeah and that right there yeah that's a that's one that's one that'll definitely right. cause you some deeper issues later if if you know if the other person right. responds passionately passionately right and and people are gonna trigger us i think driving and having people trigger you in the road is a great way for especially people listening right listening to yeah. us on this podcast if you're on the road and someone is trying to cut you or whatever may have you they're trying to be rude in any way but you're not that person just let it yeah. go and I always say to myself, there's no, rush. there's no rush. I will get where I need to get. And I was like, and I always say, and even though I, I you know, sometimes this, this saying troubles me, but often I'll say everything happens for a reason. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you this, this like very, very quick story about how that is so true. <laughs> um, a lot, oftentimes people talk about nine 11. Um, and there is a story of a, um, of a few people it was like oh the the lady who had to go um pick up our kids or the lady who um left five minutes later than they wanted to that day right. the lady that the man that um actually ended up having to go to a hospital on the other side of town right. unexpectedly all those people missed the the catastrophe right. that was 9-11 right. Um, even my own parent was five minutes away yeah. from the action. So it really, every, every time I think of that story, I hate to be so like, Cliche. you know, <laughs> yeah. But every time I think of that story, I am, rem- I'm reminded that everything truly does happen for a reason. And I have been divinely protected th- since the day I was born. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. I think that's a great example. I think nine eleven is a great example had, you know, whatever the reasons that all these people that didn't make it there that day. Yeah. It, it's just also accepting like, oh, okay, I'll get there. You know, I'm a New Yorker and even, you know, you, you have this train rage where you're just trying to get to that train and putting your hand out and opening the doors, like this extremity of acting out to get to somewhere just because for no great reason, if you're late, then that's not the train's fault or the people in the train's fault. Right. It's nobody's fault but your own. You, you have to plan better. <laughs> you got to plan better, That's right? That's funny. If you, like for me living in New York, I knew eventually through time the trains got worse and I would have to get up earlier and earlier just so I'm not late and not trying to rush and rush. And, you know, you're building already such a bad way to start your day. Um, yeah. 
and that's not positive I mean that's why I left <laughs> and so I just didn't think that it was a positive way I didn't have morning routines I didn't I was just like okay, I get to work I get to, uh, you know it's just not healthy and so because of you I have a morning routine from 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 meeting you the first time in February and you talked about morning routine. oh wow and, I love it <laughs> and I still have my morning meditation yes. you know and it's I was like wow what's 10 minutes of meditation 10 minutes of reading and 10 minutes of having sitting outside for myself right with 30 mm-hmm. minutes in total compared to yeah a movie and, uh, compared to listen okay I was gonna say compared to all the time I actually waste on social media and all these other things but yeah like your morning right. routine and honestly it it will be the thing that you return to even when the world is crazy or it'll be the thing you return to in the worst moments you'll be like actually let me let me take something from my morning routine and do it right now these are the things that I they become second nature to you and then you need them you want them you desire them and you and, and when I say need, need is a very loose term. Yeah. I mean like it is something that your heart desires and yeah. so you want it. So yeah, it's it's worth it. Yeah, <laughs> it is worth it. Um, as much as I would love to keep you here forever, <laughs> I know you gotta go. <laughs> but I wanna yeah. thank you from the bottom of my heart and soul and I know we're 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 meant to just not only work together and collaborate, but to help in the greater good of healing everyone with mindfulness. And I'm glad to have you on my side. So I, I feel blessed to be a part of this conversation. And I'm just thankful we were able to to schedule this out and do this. And I'm happy to listen. I'm happy to return in any way that you will have me. And I appreciate you so, so much. This is your home, girl. This is your home. <laughs> yes. This is your home. So I will I would love to have you anytime you want to come on. But right. <laughs> um, any last words for anyone listening um, that you may want to share? Um, you know, reach out to me. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, Patreon. What else? So many places. <laughs> uh, Twitter. Me. I mean, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find me. You can find me many, many places. So definitely tap in. Yeah. Um, you can actually text 202-918-3255 for um, text messages of encouragement, mm-hmm. affirmations, and support. And just reminders that, you know, to remind you that you are awesome and amazing yeah. and you deserve to be here. So I'm just happy to be here and remember to to find the place where joy resides and give it a fall up voice for beyond singing that's just a quote i live my life by mm-hmm. look for joy and where you find it go there and sit okay stay there <laughs> i love yeah. that that's a beautiful quote to live by i really love that and uh, i really hate to say goodbye to you <laughs> <laughs> but thank you again and sharing your energy and your wisdom with the listeners yes. and i can't wait for next time you know me i uh, yeah i can't wait i can't wait so much love to you my love and until yes. next time This is my goodbye. See you later. See you later. (laughs) If today's episode resonated with you in any way, please subscribe to my podcast and share with anyone that may need to hear today's message. You can find me at Presently Aki on all social media platforms. Gratitude donations are also accepted via Venmo at Presently Aki. My wish for all of you is to find the courage and strength to start the path to self-love through mindfulness. Because you deserve it. Remember the breath is the secret and always lead with love.